The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and beyond, everybody. This is episode 798. I am Jada Griffin, and I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Akeem Lawanson. Hello, Jada. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And also, we're joined by an ex-host, one of my best <laughs> friends, Mr. Mark Medina. I'm back. They tried to keep me down, but I'm back. It was all I, me. I wrestled my way back in. It was all me. I was the one holding you down. Yeah. I've been campaigning to be back on the show forever, and uh, they finally, I wore them down. <laughs> you should have waited till at least episode 800. We're, we're so close to getting you to episode 800. That was the final straw. That, that was the only way I accepted Mark being back on the show, that it wasn't episode 800. <laughs> yeah, it's giving me too much credit that anybody would even remember who I am. The, all the comments are just gonna be like, "Who? Who is this? Who Who's is this, this dude? Guy? He's he, he's saying he's back. I've never seen him before. He definitely wasn't on the show for a whole year. Definitely wasn't. Definitely wasn't. <laughs> uh, Max and Brian are out today. They're handling some other stuff for IGN, so definitely keep an eye open for that. Uh, but while they're gone. I get to have some fun and take control and have some chaos in our show for beyond, just like the old good old days. Lord help us all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so today we're going to be talking about Sony and Xbox and Microsoft about their their various acquisitions. Sony just acquired Firewalk Studios, which brings them up to twenty four, which is about the same as Microsoft. They're both at twenty four. So we're going to talk about their their rosters and see what their uh, their top dogs are bringing and maybe what some of the other ones are bringing. Uh, we're also going to talk some Horizon Burning Shores DLC because that's out and fantastic, and I'm loving every minute of it, uh, as well as God of War just celebrated its fifth anniversary for the 2018 reboot. So we're going to talk about that. Mark's got a fun story. Um, he's promised <laughs> that it's... 420, baby. He's, he's uh, yeah, 420. He's promised that it's going to be, it's going to make everybody in the audience laugh, and if you don't, I... that, you know, it's, it's okay. It, nope. <laughs> it, better, it better make us laugh, Mark. Seriously, I also have like a little a little history uh, for for fans out there, God of War fans that they're probably going to enjoy. Nice, and then uh, and then this episode is also going to be publishing a little bit later um, than our normal Tuesday. You're probably watching this Wednesday morning because we're going to talk a little bit of Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. So very excited to talk That's about it. that, and who knows, maybe some other surprises that we might we have got uh, in store for you. So without a doubt, without let's get it started. Let's talk about Sony acquiring Firewalk Studios. So Sony just acquired Firewalk Studios, um, and they haven't made anything yet, but they have come from another studio, and 
it looks like they're going to be working on some newer, bigger projects for Sony, and namely a multiplayer project. Um, and so I'm excited to see what that's going to be. The uh, the heads of the, the studio that are coming over are Tony Shu, who was previously a CFO and SVP for Activision around the original Destiny, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, and the Skylanders franchise. And then also Ryan Ellis, uh, who was the creative director for Destiny 2. Um, he did some other like art and technical work for Oddworld, uh, Stranger's Wrath, Halo Reach. Uh, so we've got a, they've got a pedigree of talent right there at the top that are coming over to the studio. Um, and I mean, we, we got Bungie on the Sony team a little bit ago, which it just kind of seems like they're bringing all their friends and family over. Yeah, I gotta say, Jade, I'm, I'm glad you actually gave us uh, that tidbit of information because, you know, when you go to the Firewalk uh, Studios uh, website, you know, and you, you click on the About Us, it, it says About Us and then Our Ambition. <laughs> and then it's just creating, <laughs> creating worlds that ignite imagination and connection takes a collaborative team of top tier creators. And that, I need more. Like, I, I want to know who are these collaborative creators? So I'm glad you actually, you know, kind of just listed those out uh, for us and their pedigree. Um, so this, this definitely helps. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what they might be working on in the future for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't say that they were creating a world. They just said that that's what it takes. <laughs> Sony just bought them. They're like, the... this is this is this is what we know. Can we do it? Sony just like, we'll see. Firewalk Studios just sound like too cool of a studio name. And Sony's like, we need to buy them because that studio sounds cool. Yeah. Like there's yeah. eventually going to be something cool out of that. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I assume this is part of their their. Uh, long-running plan to get a bunch of like live service games, right? I imagine so. I think that you know the the fact that they kind of mentioned multiplayer, the fact that they both have pedigrees around uh, Destiny and Destiny Two mm -hmm. that have been like a very long-standing and I'd say successful franchise. Um, I feel like that's kind of where they're going, and that's why they're bringing in those uh, kind of top dogs that are responsible for some of these franchises. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, maybe this is their 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 answer to call of duty if they got some shooter talent on here they're going to try to work on some sort of like reoccurring live service game but who knows we just know that they want to create a creative world that's all we know so far <laughs> I mean, like, like most game develop uh developing yep. uh, development studios like they want to create like just a you know a, they want to they want to build a collaborative team and then they want to create like a very you know imaginative world um, and we, we, now this studio was acquired. So about like, a, from the time that you're listening to this, it was, it was a week ago that, you know, this news broke. Um, mm -hmm. and I was, I remember I was, I was telling you, Jade, I was like, I don't, you know, now this kind of, this brings them up, this brings PlayStation up to uh, like 24 studios, which is, which is neck and neck, uh, with, with Xbox, uh, in terms of the amount of, of studio acquisitions or studios that they, they currently own underneath their belt. And it's just. I, what what's with this stick measuring con competition that that just keeps happening with these studios you know i I'm mean just... it's it's something you know there's always there's always a stick measuring contest between yes yeah, so i'm uh... being very very pc here by saying stick measuring um of course uh, i don't i don't know what you're talking about please elaborate further i well, mark I'm sticks come from boy. trees sticks come oh, from trees and right yeah, and you know. trees try to got it okay trees are, yeah. you know that's the big thing that's the whole thing why forests are forests because they're all trying to outgrow yeah. each other that's just the way it works um uh, uh, red. i hate red. what was on the screen right why? i hate why? this why am i on this podcast this is... <laughs> I, I did not ask for I am, this i'm out i'm out i, 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 I okay. guess i can't i'm the host but this gosh. is why 
I laughed. <laughs> for, for, for those just listening, we we got a very, I don't know what game that was. Uh, I don't know if I could even say the name of that particular game that just flashed on our screen. <laughs> Producer Red uh, is is tormenting us uh, with, with genital, what is it called? Genital, what is Gen- genital, jousting. genital jousting. Yes. That's a game that, yeah. That is a game uh, that yeah, was uh, made. To, to, to bring us to bring us back around yeah there's been a lot of talk about like okay once the abk deal goes through with xbox it's like who do they acquire next and it's yeah. like i i'm like how about no one yeah like, is it like do they go after capcom is 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 playstation gonna go after square enix and i'm like how about how about let's we just, just like yeah. don't worry about that and let's just like get some games out the door i 100 percent agree so, but talking of studios they have acquired, so I built a list of the top five, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion for the top five. You guys oh boy, can feel free to agree or disagree. Uh, we'll start with the Xbox side. Um, so Xbox obviously has 343 um, Industries, which is known for Halo Infinite and the last couple Halos, which was, I believe was five and four were 343s. They also have Arcane Studios, which was part of the Bethesda, Zinimax deal, all that. Um, their most recent launches are Deathloop, uh, or biggest launches, I should say, are Deathloop, Dishonored, and then we've got Redfall, which is just around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's Bethesda Game Studios, uh, which is known for Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and you know a little little gem called Starfield that's coming out mm-hmm. in the yep. hopefully in the near future. Um, ID Software, uh, which is known for Doom doom eternal and they're also working on a new project that's unannounced right now so who knows what that's going to be rumors are that it's going to potentially be returning to quake um but we'll see um and then finally my, I, I would assume it's going to be doom three eternal but three we'll see. That, which, if they're not like they need to pay you for that mark um but i just i just assume it's going to be the third doom game yeah. i can't imagine that they're going to stray from that right now but we'll see yeah um, and then finally, uh, Mojang Studios, which is Minecraft, and they also they just released Legends and Minecraft Dungeons in the in the recent uh, release through Windows. Um, and so, and that Minecraft's huge. Minecraft's everywhere. So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. those are top five. Any anybody anything else you guys think out of Microsoft? Do you think that would be better suited to be in their like top five of the roster? Do you guys? <sighs> um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I think that's solid. I mean, you got you got three four three on there, of course. Arcane Studios, Bethesda. I, no, I, I think for me, I think this is pretty solid. Um, I've never been huge into into Minecraft, but you know, l- like you said, it's like it's wildly popular uh, amongst the kids. Uh, so no, this is a solid list. Id Software, yeah. All right. I, I, it, if 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 it were a Mark Medina list, yes, uh, I would probably remove three four three only because it's, like their track record on Halo has not been great. I'd probably replace them with Playground Games, which are the ooh. people that make Forza Horizon. That was the uh, that was uh, the, just because that was one of the ones that I was kind of on the <laughs> fence between because Forza Horizon has been so notable and has done so well, and Halo has yeah. done good, but it hasn't yeah. done mm-hmm. great. Um, so I totally agree with that uh, optional for for swapping that um that's 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 my what do they call the the honorable mention your honorable mention um Mm -hmm. and so on the playstation side we've got gorilla games which is the horizon zero dawn franchise um which we just got the burning shores dlc they also used to make kill zone we know that there is thanks to a off-the-cuff remark from somebody who just left the studio that horizon 3 is in the works as well as horizon multiplayer is in the works um those have all been rumored and people have been expecting especially after the ending for forbidden west but we got like basically a lightweight uh, confirmation from somebody who worked there so um 
Next, we've got Insomniac Games, which is best known for their Marvel Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank franchises, um, as well as they're working on the new Wolverine. And they used to make Resistance, which is a shooter I would like to see come back. Um, following that, we've got Naughty Dog, which has Jack and Daxter, um, which needs definitely needs resurgence, Uncharted, and The Last of Us. Um, and then we've got, so we've got a couple of dead franchises couple, and the last of us, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Santa, Oh no, my camera froze. No, that's just, that's it. what you get for slandering PlayStation <laughs> on a PlayStation show. Mark. Yeah, Mark has a very stern look on his face. He's really <laughs> I was like, to this mm, <laughs> I hope it's, it, it might be something that keeps happening. So sorry to producer red. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye on it. And if I look like I'm frozen, I'll refresh my, uh, thing. Uh, it's I think just my, the rain I think it's my stuff's dying. It's just the rain outside. That's all it is. It's the rain it, if you can tell, it is absolutely <laughs> monsooning here in California. So yeah, I honestly thought that terrible. was a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a reflection off my window. That's an, a TV <laughs> that is off. It is just reflecting my window. Uh, fourth up, we've got Santa Monica Studio, who does a you know a little you know game called God of War and God of War Ragnarok, whose most recent launches, and obviously all the previous God of War games. They also were uh, instrumental in helping launch uh, like that game company with Journey back in the day. So uh, a lot of a lot of pedigree and great stuff coming out of that. And then finally, my final pick is Sucker Punch Productions, which is known for Sly Cooper, which also needs to make a resurgence. Infamous, again, another resurgence, please, Sony. And Ghost of Tsushima, the most recent that we'll probably see a sequel to before we get a sequel or reimagining or anything for the other two that Sucker Punch is known for. So uh, two dead franchises and Ghost of Tsushima. Got it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. This was a very, it was a, it was a very tough list to build because I knew Mark was going to be on the show and he was going to say that. But the you know the only, the on. only, if I get, if I get to do my own personal honorable mention, and, yes. and, and they don't belong in the top five, only, but I just love them. One of my favorite studios of all time is House Mark. So I'm like, but was, I understand that it's hard to put House Mark on, and I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna get a little fanboy. That's why that that list had to have been hard to make because man, they they just so have hard. so many good studios that yeah. it's like when I think of like a House House Mark, a studio I love, and it's like, but even that probably wouldn't crack the top you know, five, because it's just, there's so many good ones. I mean, I made a, I made a full list. I broke down all 24 studios for each. Like I put like secondary. So like on PlayStation side, there's still, there's also Blue Point, which has done those amazing uh, remasters yeah. for like Demon Souls and Shadows of the Colossus, Media Molecule, which is known for Little Big Planet and Dreams, Polyphony Digital for Gran Turismo 7, San Diego, MLB The Show, XDev did Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, um, and then Fire Sprite did Horizon Call of the Mountain, the DLC, and then Team Asobi, Astro's Playroom, one of our favorite PS5 games. Like, <laughs> there's just so many great games, and then the Xbox is, is no, it's the same thing. They have Double Fine for Psychonauts, Machine Games for Wolfenstein, Obsidian for Outer Worlds, they're working on Avowed, hopefully. Um, you said for Forza Horizon for Playground, uh, Rare is mm -hmm. doing Sea of Thieves, which is doing good, they have Tango Gameworks, Evil Within 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Ghostwire yeah, Tokyo, I, which, uh, there's just so many, Coalition Gears yeah. War, like, there's so many games, and so right. many studios, I, honestly, like, I, yeah, I think it's 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 hard to kind of decide one way or, or the other which which has the best acquisitions or, or, or game studios because there's because underneath each and every one of those game studios they they've created some banger games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
it's more so like we would have to really do a deep dive, like break it down by the numbers, like how many units has each of these games sold, which would, this would that would be an insane under undertaking for anyone to do yeah. um, and kind of just base it on the numbers. Um, because if we're just talking about like our favorites, obviously, you know, we're going to lean one way or the other. And, uh, you know, like we, we have favorites from from the Xbox side and from the from the PlayStation side. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to say. So we, we'd have to do like a more like, you know, analytical breakdown, like just by the numbers, I, I, um, which no, maybe for we can sure. do on the next episode. Maybe we'll see. I, I don't like I don't like numbers unless they're like damage numbers in Final Fantasy. A- Xbox um, kills it with the racing games though, because between do. Playground and Turn Ten with Forza yep. versus mm-hmm. Polyphony on Gran Turismo, like, yeah, Forza Horizon is just so good. So, I'm so sad. I I'm always sad on the off year because it's like while I know that Forza Motorsport is like has this huge following and stuff, I'm like I'm just over here waiting for Horizon Six. So. Yep. <laughs> It's so, so for me, the way I kind of look at these acquisitions is I feel like Sony is kind of owning like the big name, big production, like small, like lower number, but bigger names. And Microsoft, I feel, has a more rounded, um, round out, r- rounded out roster to where like, you know, Sony's first string. I'm going to do some basketball references because it's basketball season. <laughs> it's playoff season, baby. Um their first string, Sony's first string, I think is a stronger first string when it comes to uh, their launch their titles and that their IPs that they're known for. But when you start looking at the second string and the third string for as a whole for all their acquisitions, I think Microsoft has got Sony a little bit beat there. I think it's a little bit stronger. I think they've, they're a little bit more well-rounded and that because that's partially because of the Bethesda acquisition. They got so many studios under the Bethesda Zenimax and that really rounded them out. And I think that's really going to set them up for a lot of success in the future for with their Game Pass uh, initiative and their strategy. So um, honestly, I'm not. We're not talking about this stuff to like pick a side. One side's better than the other. They both have their merits. They're both awesome. Like, just play both consoles, guys. Like, have a good time. Play games. They're fun. Um, yeah. But yeah. But also, I, I would I would love to know what what the audience thinks. I'd love to know what yes, side they, they lean on um, for sure. Um, and you know, I don't just like you would think because this is a PlayStation podcast, we would just say like PlayStation all the way. But no, I mean like we're you know we got to we got to give a fair we, we got to decide this fairly. And it's you know like it's a toss up for me. Um, I, either side, like I mean, I I play I play both I play both my Xbox just as much as I play my PlayStation console. So it's just. You know, I, I don't know. These, these, this is a solid top five list that Jada picked, but I would love to know what top five um, our audience would have uh, either side, both yeah, sides. I agree. Please send those in. Um, so after that, there's also, you know, so Sony has, you know, obviously been expanding more into the PC um, and they've been seeing some increases on their games on Steam in certain regions. Um, this is impacting Returnal, uh, Mark's favorite Housemark game, Marvel Spider-Man. Horizon that is Zero not Dawn, true. And God Absolutely of War, all not. impacted. I'm putting words Returnal, in your mouth. Returnal <laughs> is great. My favorite Housemark <laughs> game is Next Machina, followed very closely by Alienation. Uh, Returnal is pretty up there, though. <laughs> I like I like how Jada tried to sneak that in and keep keep it moving. Nope, Mark's like nope. I'm not about to I, let that I, happen. I can't I can't I can't let I'm that trying, slide. I'm trying to convert Mark to be a Returnal fan as no, much as I, I am. No, I love Returnal, man. I think it's great. But Next Machina is man. No, it's like the per. It's one of the it, very very high, close to that like perfect game uh, status for me. Nice. Only one game is a perfect game though. And I'll let the audience decide what that game is. <laughs> just gonna I know at the end of this episode. Just going to leave yeah, hanging. That's true. If we can remember, I'll circle back around and I'll tell you what the perfect video game is. 
Um, but yeah, so we're seeing increases on the stores in Argentina, Canada, Chile, China, Colombia, Japan, South Korea. Um, and they're, they're seeing anywhere from, looks like, uh, man, some of these like increases are 10, big. Yeah, they're, they're, and they, they vary too. Like in Canada, prices are, are up like $10. So that's yeah, like, 70, like five uh, to 17% bucks. Yep. increase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Japan, 29%. Uh, Argentina, uh, you can get God of War for 47 US dollars. Um, and and uh, Spider-Man uh, remastered um, his doubled Returnal has risen 67%, which is just insane in Argentina. This is in, I, I, like, I, I guess the, the question that, that we have to ask is, is why, why? And again, this wasn't announced. Yeah. Like, this mm -hmm. was not an, it just like, it was just snuck underneath the radar on Steam. Like the, you know, we're just, we just see these increases uh, in, in these, in these countries and in, in these regions. I'm thinking, I have a theory as to why this might, might be happening. And I'm thinking it might be like, maybe, maybe PlayStation wants to tax the modding community. Really? Because, hmm. I mean, think about it. Because, look, instead of playing as Spider-Man, you could play as Shrek. Yep, you they could, don't, you could, they're not loving Shrek in their games. <laughs> you're going to pay now. <laughs> like, you got to pay a cost to, to... Yeah, that, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Like, it's got to be something, you know, pertaining to the, to the modern community. Because, like, you can, you, can you can change these games vastly in, a, in, in aesthetics and however you want, want it to be. Uh, if you're playing on your PC. Uh, so I don't know. I'm thinking, but, you know, I mean, it, again. it makes sense. We talked about this, I think, last week when we were talking about Meet Your Maker and it's kind of the, that kind of, yep. you know, teaching a man to fish kind of situation. Like once you teach a man to fish, he doesn't come to your stall to buy fish anymore every morning. Like mm -hmm. he's out there mm -hmm. getting his own fish. So, um, but yeah, so we're seeing that, you know, and it's Sony's no stranger to raising prices. We saw that with the consoles uh, recently where they raised those in other regions. So, Mm -hmm. um hopefully also may maybe playstation just secretly hates other oh, gamers you know i mean but but it, they did state that you know uh they're expecting to have like at least half of of uh of their their game releases on pc by 2025 so i don't know i feel like i don't know may maybe some some people that work at playstation secretly hate this whole this whole movement of, of putting their <laughs> their titles on pc that's why we're seeing like you know, the last of us people are like dripping. They got like blocky, you know, uh, 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 just eyelashes internally and, and... wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's very, you think these, it's very moist these are mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if these are mistakes that are happening. I don't know. I think it's just like some secret hatred going on uh, with PC games. They're trying to force <laughs> just, you to just just go out and buy a I mean, PS5. They're I mean, in stores now. That is true. They are in stores. I've seen like scalpers are starting to sell PS5s at a loss because like they're just so readily available. They're like, mm -hmm. well, I've got these 500 PS5s. I guess I should probably sell them for something instead of just sitting on them. Um, right, yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I agree with your point, Akeem. If you're waiting to play PlayStation's best games on PC, I mean, that's kind of on you if they come out and they're not as good as they are on PlayStation. Go Buy a PS5 and play it on PS5. Sorry, this is mm -hmm. this is my. Oh opinion. boy, here we go. God, <laughs> what I, I are know, we I'm doing? Gonna get, I'm gonna get so much hate for it, but I don't care. <laughs> the, the, it's the, the best games, way to play it. The games that release on PC should be working. That they that said, should. I, I yes. think I think The Last of Us was was blown a little out of proportion because I've I've definitely seen some bugs, but you know that uh, something is an online problem when, uh, you know, and this isn't. A knock on you, Akeem. This is just this is you've seen that screenshot of Ellie with the giant eyebrows and and mm -hmm. and like Joel with the like he's looking like uh, Eugene Levy from uh, from <laughs> Shit's Creek. Creek. Um, the <laughs> That's a great comparison as as mean. I'm sorry. Um, 
those are the only screenshots I've seen. Yeah. Right. It's, and it's that's, definitely. that's how you, that's how you kind of know that the, it's like, it's like those went viral and it's like, cause I played the last of us on PC for a work thing. I played the first three hours. I didn't experience a single bug. Now I hate, I, I, I don't love when people are like, well, it works fine for me. So all of these other yeah. people aren't really having, that's not true. Obviously the game has been having problems. We've seen them. They're like, they swirl around the car and stuff like that. But it's like, I can only think of a few instances where the game has been like, severely messed up and those just get spread wide and people are like look at this garbage this game is terrible um but yeah i i, I think the pc versions should be good but also like yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on but it was yeah. just the last of us i think spider-man has been completely like, yeah. fine yeah mm -hmm. for sure it's definitely I, I it's definitely complaints about that yeah it's definitely a blown out of situation and obviously we're just having fun people love to you know, I'm surprised Ghost of Tsushima isn't on PC. They must be waiting for waiting like for, the next game. Oh, for sure. It's gonna be it's a marketing thing. It's they're gonna wait mm -hmm. for it to drum up more hype on it when Tsushima 2 drops. So And then Horizon Forbidden West will come to PC when the show gets a trailer and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's all it's all part of the marketing machine. All right. Yeah, just to throw this just to throw this out there real quick. Uh, pe people are also doing like, you know, comparisons of like, you know, how long it would take like the shaders to compile um for, yes. for The Last of Us as well. Yeah. So it wasn't just like those those images that that you know people were talking about like the performance mm -hmm. and like you know the loading time and everything mm -hmm. so um so which, again. which they did take a long time to compile when i did i think it took like 15 minutes which is like kind of an egregious amount of time to like sit yeah. on your menu and i i think that's where a lot of people's issues were coming from was um they just didn't wait not the letting them minutes. compile and they were just jumping into the game and so it's like yeah i kind of agree that the shaders compiling like did suck yeah no, yeah. that part I'll agree with. I was yeah, like, so take I had that. the game installed, and I'm just like, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll take that, PC gamers. You heard it here. For, just get a PS5, seriously. All just right. get a freaking PS5. <laughs> just get a PS5. Uh, Mark, you've been playing a bunch yeah. of the Burning Shores DLC. Is it too mm -hmm. hot to handle? Is it is it has it tempered? Is it lukewarm? What, I, what, I think you, it's I think at? it's a completely fine temperature to handle. <laughs> no, I, I I think it's uh. I've I've been playing two PlayStation 5 games this weekend. One of them is a stunning showcase of what the PlayStation 5 can handle. It is a beautiful game, and I, I can't believe it's it's a real game. Uh and the other one we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I thought I thought Burning Shores was very good. It's more horizon, right? Like it's yeah. just it's more of that. It's a complete continuation of where Forbidden West um, you know left off it's it's one of those like i don't want to say rare because i don't know how rare it is but it's one of those dlcs where you you have to have completed the main game which wasn't the case for uh frozen wilds and, and horizon zero dawn you only had to be about maybe halfway maybe a little over halfway yep. and it was like this side story this one you have to have completed the main game um and and they give you a good reason for that i i wouldn't say this is a criticism but it's really really short like mm. you could probably beat it in one sitting if you were just like, I'm just gonna beat this. It's if like you five just mainline missions. it, just mainline yep. the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super short. Um, I don't wanna I don't wanna say any spoilers because it's like because it's so short, it's worth jumping in and just kind of like getting through it. But it's like you do get a new weapon, you visit a new area, you meet new people, it's more of the Quen people, which you'll you'll remember from the first game. Um well, from but Forbidden for the most, West, but yeah, or yeah, from from Forbidden West. Um, but like the main thing 
is just like man i cannot believe how gorgeous horizon is like every time you don't play it for a while and you mm -hmm. jump back in you're just like man how does this how is this game real and this game uh it, they they have a very well they kind of showed in the trailer they have a story reason for why you don't get to fly at first yep. which i kind of love because i hate when you venture into a new area and you get to just fly over everything well the warcraft does that too they always find a reason to take away your flying mounts when you yep. like do the first you know when a new expansion drops because they don't want you just flying over all the content they build and so in this game they have you actually um riding around on and piloting a skiff which is you know like a little boat and uh it's super cool because for one the boat if you look at it i just i love the world of horizon and you see all these creative ways that these people have like created machines out of, or you know created you know vehicles and stuff out of like machine parts it's always fun to see it but also like it puts you right there in the water and the water in forbidden west is like really it's... really gorgeous water but you really never have a reason to see it it, you know you go to like lakes and stuff like that but i mean like the actual ocean yeah um and so in this game you're you're sailing around because it, it's split up between like different islands um yeah i it's more horizon which is great because i love horizon is, is all i can say it's yeah. really really cool yeah i'm still very early into the dlc but i'm just i'm always just taken aback like you said by like just getting into this world and how gorgeous it is and honestly i think it's like a real shame they didn't win more art awards like i feel like horizon has the best art direction for any of the sony franchises personally in mm -hmm. my opinion i think all of their franchises sony franchises and kind of you know circle back a bit i think they all nail something amazingly well and i think horizon's thing is that open world and art direction i think it's and their side characters. I think they do the best mm -hmm. job with side characters and side stories. I think it's they are hands down the best in it. I think God of War is the best when it comes to like a core story as well as the action. Um, and then you got um, as well that's you know up there also with uh, and then Last of Us is like has the best like if you look at a story on its own, The Last of Us is the best story franchise for PlayStation. Me personally. And then Ghost of yeah, Tsushima no. kind of blends it all and does all of them. It's like the jack of all trades and does everything very well. Ghost of yeah. Tsushima is just perfect. It's just the best game. It's the best, of, <laughs> best of everything. Um, no, every time, every time I, I I look at you know gameplay footage of this, it makes me want to jump back into the game. But uh, I'm I'm kind of stuck on a on a certain part. I'm almost I've almost completed the game, but I'm stuck at a certain part. The world is so massive. I'm confused. I don't know where to go. But I want to ask, because I know you both are completionists when it comes to mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm kind of curious for someone that's like more of a, a casual variety gamer like myself, uh, some people that are probably watching this. Uh, so it's been, you know, numerous months since I've actually, you know, played um, Forbidden West and got, you know, completed it. I really want to play the DLC. I already have a code. It's just sitting there in my, in my, in my inbox somewhere, <laughs> just being buried by other emails. Do you think this, this DLC is worth uh, me jumping back into Horizon Forbidden West, completing it to play. Because as you said, Mark, it's it's super short. It's it's yeah. it's a short. It's only like a few missions in this in this mm -hmm. DLC. But do you think it's worth it for someone in my particular position as a gamer? I mean, yeah, I, especially since you know, like, being on the show, as we all know that, yeah, you got the game for free. You said you have a code sitting in your thing. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely yes. worth jumping into. Don't just tell everyone. For <laughs> for it. those out there though who may not have gotten a code, <laughs> who probably didn't get a code to uh, get this DLC for free, I think it is. I think it's. I still, still like, think it is as well. Yeah, I think yeah. it's totally fine to kind of just uh, mainline and golden path the story through Forbidden mm -hmm. West and see everything that's got 
that is to be seen, get all the new gadgets and stuff, because Horizon almost did this, like, very light level of Metroidvania in Forbidden West, where you'll get certain tools and, like, oh, mm -hmm. now I can go back to this cave and I can dive further underwater and actually ex fully explore it. And so it's actually probably the better way. Like, I did not play Horizon Forbidden West the op most optimal way. I literally tried to do everything on my way as I was going through the campaign. And I would realize, I was like, oh, I'm three quarters of this through this, like, cave, and I can't get to the last quarter because I don't have this upgrade. Um, so it's kind of better to just mainline, mainline path it and get all the upgrades, get all the stuff, do the DLC, get those bonuses and all the new really cool gear, and then go back and do the side stuff if you're once you're more invested in the story. I think once you're more yeah. invested in the story, the side stuff becomes even more impactful for you. I ran into a side quest that has an NPC, and I won't say his name, but was originally in the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC, um, during, and I found him in the um, Burning Shores DLC, and by far one of my favorite side quests. Like It literally brought me to tears. Like that, It was <laughs> such a powerful moment, um, and I highly recommend, highly recommend that stuff as well. So... Plus, if you play Burning Shores, you get to hang out with Seika, and Seika is awesome. Yeah. She's cool. <laughs> She's very cool. What's, what's cool is once you get over there, they have, like, gear that you get very early on that kind of, I wouldn't say instantly replaces any of your old stuff, but it's it's new gear that you can wear. I, I assume, oh, I, I know it was. That was footage from the review, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, did, did they get my footage somehow? Because, like, that's literally the outfit I'm wearing. Because that's an outfit you get, like, right when you start. And I, and so it's, like, I would say some of the gear, like, the beginning gear you can get at the DLC will replace, like, basic gear or, like, the epic purple mm -hmm. tier gear that you get throughout the main story of Forbidden West. But if you did, like, the trials and the arenas, I'm still using a lot of that gear because a lot of that gear is, like, that legendary um rating and it has a lot of good stuff but i'm repla even replacing a few of those with burning shores because some of that stuff is better but i've gotten that through side quests so like horizon does a really good job of rewarding you for going off the beaten path so yeah if you got the uh what is it it's like the osaram artificer gear or something artificer. like that yep yeah wait yeah that's probably not going to get replaced too too early but Akeem, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> so I, got, I think you're probably fine. Yeah, I got a really cool uh, rope caster, which is the one that can tie down the creatures called the Ties That Bind. And I was like, this is the best name for a rope caster ever. I'm never going to replace that. That is and a cool one. That is a very cool one. And, you know, uh, opponent's points for anybody in the comments can tell me what game that was a subtitle from. Um, don't say it if you guys know it on the show. But yeah. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> uh, you do get a new weapon, so that's that's worth jumping in for. It's it's kind of cool. So I assume maybe we'll see more of that in the uh, in the third game. And uh, but yeah, I, I would say just like visually, it's kind of cool. Like you know how it is. Like in um, in Forbidden West, you'd see like uh, San Francisco, so you'd see you know uh, Golden Gate Bridge and stuff mm -hmm. like that and you're like oh that's cool that has that kind of same effect in this where it's like you see you walk right past the Hollywood sign and stuff mm -hmm. like that and stuff like that's pretty cool but yeah the yeah. game overall it's... is just gorgeous so yeah, in that in the footage that we showed the the review footage I'm pretty sure I saw like my neighborhood um, where I'm currently living in in Los Angeles which is kind of weird I saw the cross streets I would just uh, <laughs> I would just recommend not living there in a you know uh in the yeah. future during this time frame post-apocalyptic yeah. yeah it doesn't look doesn't it's not See, that's what, I live right there right there what we're looking at right now I live in <laughs> oh, that shoot. complex that, that yeah. rounded well, complex it's... interesting <laughs> it might, you might like need to uh you might need to pull some weeds yeah it's looking rough <laughs> uh so you know Horizon 
you know, Forbidden West came out. It did really well, but I feel like it's had a little bit less steam than we got when uh, Zero Dawn dropped. And, you know, obviously people say, oh, you know, the first one dropped after Breath of the Wild, and then the second one dropped after Elden Ring, or right before, excuse me. And so, like, yeah. it got kind of overshadowed. What does the Horizon game, the fran- Horizon, bleh, what does the Horizon franchise need for the, f- the third, the sequel? What does it need? What What elements does it need to bring to bring fans back and make this, like, the big title that everybody's talking about on Sony's side. Well, I mean, I think like the main thing, I think we all can agree on this. Uh, The thing that kind of brings us back to any game after we've completed like the story is co-op. I feel like that, that would be the thing that would bring, because now we can play with our friends. You know, I Mm -hmm. feel like that, that that's an element that I would love to see in, in horizon three. Um, If this, if, if, are we actually getting a horizon three? We don't, we we have like a soft confirmation. So, It's, it's not a firm confirmation, but I feel like, we, you know, we have two soft confirmations. Yeah, we have two soft the, confirmations. The, fir- that the makes, first that makes... one, the first one being the ending of Forbidden West. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The, the ending of it does very heavily lead itself towards a sequel for it to make it a trilogy. So I don't think anybody who finished the campaign was surprised when those remarks came out. Um, yeah. And I mean, Aloy has been building up a large stable of friends that mm-hmm. she keeps giving focuses to yep. and she's training them all how to use the focus. So, I mean, multi it, we know there's a potential multiplayer project on the works, but we don't know what that looks like, but I agree. Co-op I think would be a big one. Um, I think also, I think I saw online, a lot of people get kind of bogged down by the grind in horizon, um, for, especially forbidden West. I feel like they've some felt that the grind was a little too, too sloggy. Um, so I think kind of maybe streamlining some of, some of those uh, or increasing EXP boosts or, I don't know, maybe changing how the skill system works. Like, I would have loved for, as I use melee combos, for me to either unlock them with, like, expertise or for them to get improved based on usage. So I would love to see that kind of, like, improvements to the gameplay because there's certain weapons that I just don't use. I don't like the warrior bow. It's I don't like the short range of it, and I just, it's it's weird. Um, but I love, like, the hunter's bow. I love the sharpshooter bow. I love, I love sniping dinosaurs from afar. It's just what I do. Um... And so, like, that's that's one of the big improvements for me is I think I would really like to see some just kind of, like, empowerments to the, the gameplay system. Because the, the gameplay is great. I love the combat in it. But I think it can still be improved. Just because something mm-hmm. is great doesn't mean it can't be improved. So I think that's my big thing uh, that I would like to see. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? 
One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, I would, I would also say um, uh, I, I want to see like more expansive like underwater combat. Um, I, I feel like there, there's not, I mean, like... When you're when you're when you're diving underwater, it looks so beautiful. I, I would definitely love to see. Obviously, I'm not thinking that it's going to be as robust or or, or 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 detailed as like you know land combat. But I feel like I I would like to do more than just like kind of like sneaking up and and and, and performing attacks. I want hiding in kelp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I want I want to be able to do more. Um, since they allow you to explore deep underwater, I feel like that's that's something that we should definitely see more in the third. Uh, I mentioned this. Uh, off air i'll mention it on air now on the podcast weather mechanics i feel like uh we we have like we see you know hot blistering heat we see we see snow but there's no real like uh, mm-hmm. you know impact that we see on like the machines like maybe you know the the machines that we see them start to frost over or something like if you're if if you're flying on those mechanical birds maybe their wings are starting to kind of like you know freeze up or something so we we need to like land somewhere to kind of like you know heat them up or something or or you're they're rusting about, in the heat. So you're talking about What's like that? our you're talking about like the machines that you can mount and stuff like that, like the yes, sun wings exactly. and like our. Um, exactly. Gosh, what are the? I can't remember the ground ones. The I haven't the ridden. I haven't, in in Horizon, there's like four of them. Yeah, I haven't like, ridden one of those in so long. If since I got the sun wing mm-hmm. and I can just summon that, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why would I run yeah. when I can fly? Yeah. Why? I think I think what you were saying about the focus thing, I I, I kind of hoping that that's leading to something. It, they did it a little bit in in Forbidden West where you had your home base. You didn't really yep. have that in the first game, and it's like as you met people, you would send them to your home base. I would like the home base to be a little bit more than just. Uh, a place to talk to people like you maybe be it's able to upgrade it and do like all types of like refurbishments yeah i kind of want it to like be that. like what what's a you know ravensthorpe or whatever from uh, assassin's creed valhalla like something that you mm. can actually like build up and rank up and 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 have a reason to send people there um something else is is they 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 toned up the climbing a lot in forbidden west compared to the mm. first game the first game is very very limited in this game it's more free 
But I think we should make it. You want more, Breath of the Wild. You want Breath of the Wild. Free. You want Breath of the Wild level of climbing. I, I I want Assassin's Creed level of climbing. Okay. You know, being able to just climb more things. Um, and then next, uh, this is this is probably gonna be. Uh, we'll see. I was instantly reminded playing Burning Shores just how much talking is in this game. There is a lot. Yes. So so you're talking. You you you. The first thing you do is you go and you talk to silence and then the screen does this really cool effect that I love, but got over very, very quickly in the, in forbidden West, which was, uh, um, hit, you know, the character will be talking and then it'll kind of do that like zoom out thing. And it'll put a little bit of like, you know, I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but you know, it's like they put the black edges around it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's when you can start doing your dialogue options and you know, you, you want, you yeah, the vignette. There it is. And it's like you don't want to skip that stuff, but at the same time, there's just way too much of it. I yeah, it's that's one thing that can really kill the uh, the pacing for a game. Yeah, it's well, just you would like, go back, you'd go back to the base, and everybody would have a dialogue option. And I'm just like, come on, dude. And so it's like you talk to silence, you get all this like stuff and that's great and then you go to the burning shores and then you you learn some story stuff and then seika's like okay we should probably go but first is there anything you want to ask me zoom out vignette and i'm like come (laughs) on dude i just want to play this game like what are we doing but you can't skip it because it's all important stuff and i'm like ugh. i agree i think if there's i mean if these people have focuses they can obviously communicate via focus let me have Mm -hmm. these conversations while i'm traversing let me fly on a sunwing Mm -hmm. and talk to people while i'm getting to my next destination let's just kind of like you know it's one of those just like it's one of those just like optional but not optional situations. Yeah, yeah. It's, th- those dialogues are optional, but are they? Because like, there's so much context in them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's important. <laughs> it's all important too. It, what's so weird, Mark? I felt the same way playing Horizon, but I'm, I'm kind of like, what is it about? Like, I didn't feel that same way when I played God of War and God of War Ragnarok. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel that same way. So I'm kind of curious. Like, what is it about like certain games? that make you want to skip like i was like i, I don't want to hear all of this I, I just kept skipping and then i got to the option shit i probably should have like leaped that out poop i probably should have listened to what was just said because <laughs> i don't know what option i should pick uh, I, I, i'm just I, I don't know what it is like about I, certain games that just kind of make you want to skip the dialogue with also like you know other games with horizon specifically i think it comes down to specifically for forbidden west is every every like area is this new like group of people with their own problems and backstory like the wings of the ten and the and the 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 you know the giant rock the bulwark or whatever it's called yeah and it's like you want to figure out why these people like worship the things they worship and and what are what are who are all these people and it's like you there's so much just like story there because you just get put in a world where the god of war it's like the story is you know, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's more linear. You're just kind mm-hmm. of you're following a path. You have like this very specific goal. Where with Horizon, Aloy is just constantly meeting with groups of people. You go to Vegas, and these people have all this like backstory on like to you. You know it's Vegas, but Aloy doesn't know it's Vegas, and and yep, so you yep. got to figure out what they think Vegas means and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just so is like she, is she just is she just there wondering why people are gambling, like losing their life savings <laughs> or something like? <laughs> She's like, what is roulette? What? 
the, I'm going to just say, guys, the odds seem stacked against you. <laughs> <laughs> my focus is saying that you're not going to win this round. The house um, always wins. Just put it all on black right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean those are those are just a few things I think that Horizon can improve upon that we think that Horizon can improve upon in the inevitable sequel. It's mm-hmm. it's been doing well enough, I feel it got a DLC. I feel like they're going to continue the franchise. So, yeah. Um so, we you talked a little bit of God, God of War. Uh God of War celebrated its 5th anniversary. It's a, from the 2018 reboot. Woo! On 420, just blaze, baby. Um, 420, just, baby, yeah, just blaze just with those. Blaze. Yes, I don't get it. Those chaos blaze. Those chaos blaze. Call it, call it chaos <laughs> yes. blaze. That's a new strain. <laughs> the blaze. The blaze of chaos. The blaze yes. of chaos. Yes. <laughs> um, now that's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. I don't care who you are. That's great. Uh, so as of November 2022, um, last year. Uh, this one had sold 23 million uh, sales, according to their uh, their internal uh, like findings and stuff like that. I can't remember whatever memo they put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, their financial um, Ragnarok, as of February 1st of this year, has sold 11 million copies. So it's already about halfway there. And Ragnarok's only been out for what six months now, seven months. Came out in sure. September, something like that. What's time? Eight months? I don't know. It's time. Um, but yeah, I mean, God of War is massive. Obviously, we're doing new things. How long do you guys think it's going to take for Ragnarok to catch the 2018? Do you think it's going to take the five years for Ragnarok to get there? Because I mean, obviously, that's a, sales that's are a probably lot gonna, of that's I a mean, lot of games. It is a lot of games, and obviously, like sales aren't going to be as strong now as it was at launch. Obviously, it's like you imagine sales are going to slow down a bit. Um, we just got the new game plus, the new God Plus mode, um, as I like to call it. Um, and I'm sure there might be some more stuff on the table that they're working on at Sony Santa Monica, but you know, how well, they'll eventually think? come out with a PC version as well. True. Right? And that, that'll, that'll boost yeah. the sales. I don't know anything about game sales because I don't care how games sell, yeah. but I assume that every PlayStation five bundle that was bundled with Ragnarok also Includes counts a sale. as like a I believe so. Ragnarok sale. Mm-hmm. So. Which which that is like I think one of the only ways to get a PS5 nowadays. Yep. I I don't know if it's still. I know it was like a few months ago. So uh, just uh, let's just ballpark it. Let's say let's say Mark. How long do you think? How many years do you think until they until like Ragnarok catches up or surpasses 2018? Um, I don't think it will. You I don't. don't I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll hit the sales that the first one hit. No, because um, just just like Forbidden West, just like Tears of the Kingdom sequels are great and they're highly anticipated and they sell really well but they don't take over the world like the first game does right like when god of war came out i don't think anybody i think a lot of people did but like god of war was a franchise right Mm -hmm. ending with ascension and then it got rebooted into god of war 2018 i know it's a continuation of the story but it is more or less just a reboot and that just it caught so many people off guard. Everybody needed to play this game when yeah. it first came out in 2018. And then, you know, same with Breath of the Wild and and Horizon. Like the 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 Killzone people are making this like open world, you know, game about hunting jungle. giant yeah, and like it's mechanical like, dinosaurs. Like what? Yeah, it, it piques people's interest in a way that like everybody has to jump in. And then and then Breath of the Wild hearing about its freedom and its 
lack of dungeons and and you know just hearing everything about this game you're like whoa i i have to see this and it's so hard for a sequel to i don't want to say like i i i don't mean in the way of like i think forbidden west is a better game than zero dawn but that doesn't that doesn't mean that's gonna translate to sales that that would translate to sales and so i i think a lot of people would probably say that ragnarok is better than 2018 but like does that necessarily translate into sales i don't know because that same hype isn't there people that are excited that were excited for 2018 are just as excited for ragnarok but it's not i don't know how many new people it's bringing in probably a lot but not enough to surpass the first one it's also just a a generation uh apart from each other i feel like um like like if you look at like the resident evil uh uh franchise they've had they have like what eight eight titles in in, eight thousand titles eight mainline you know titles uh and yet (laughs) resident evil 5 is the highest selling uh resident evil game in that franchise believe it or not so i mean i i I don't know i feel like there's a lot of different factors that could play into it Uh, but to to mark's point I, i i honestly don't i don't I believe Ragnarok to be better than uh, the 2018 title, but I don't know if it's going to, if it's if there's enough groundbreaking stuff in it to truly surpass uh, its predecessor. I don't know. I, it's, yeah. it's it's, it's kind of hard to say. I'm not going to say that it, it won't at least meet that at some point in time, but it's kind of hard for me to put a ballpark onto it. Okay. I think it's I I'll I'll be the one I'll 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 bite the bullet. It was my question. I think it's gonna I think <laughs> it's gonna do it in four years. I think it's gonna do it a year sooner. Four years? Okay. I think I think we'll probably get the PC version in probably two to three, and that that will help jumpstart a lot of sales. I think we're gonna you know see it in bundles constantly and get a lot more sales through bundles because there's gonna be a lot more PS5s going out because Sony is upping production. I think we're gonna see it in about four years. Is my guess. <laughs> Now, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, before we move on, you said you had a good story about God of War 2018 that is <laughs> we hyped to, it up like, as the funniest the story funniest ever. Story and it's just, ever. oh boy, it's, it's just a story. <laughs> no, don't put the camera on me. I, yes, I, I, I like screen. it when it's on all three of the people. Uh, <laughs> own this story this is yours Mark. (laughs) it's not that great of a story basically what (laughs) happened was no go back i don't like this red (laughs) um i'm just i'm just i'm just switching the show so akeem you never worked in the san francisco office i hate you no uh you never worked in the san francisco (laughs) office jada you never did either but you're very familiar you it was i'm pretty sure you were there more than me um (laughs) in the five years that i worked in that office um and the the way it was set up was you know everybody could see what everybody was working on um and so being on the gameplay team we were like kind of always the first people to like it was us and wikis were the first people to get the game like first and so it would create crowds of people that would come and they would have to watch the new game that's when everybody saw me kill my horse in red dead um red dead redemption 2. uh that cliff came out of no that cliff came out of nowhere is all i'm gonna say (laughs) the the entire office was like oh and i'm like i cliff came out of nowhere so uh god of war 2018 comes out and i'm playing and you know every day there would be people just kind of circled around just being like yo this game's great well, we all know that halfway through that game, this very awesome moment happens where you ride on a boat and then you get the blaze of chaos. And the moment I got the blades of chaos, the moment he picks them up and pulls them out of the room, I reach over and I turned my PlayStation off and I was like, I'm not allowed to play this anymore in the office. Like you guys, 
you, everybody who now even glimpses at my screen is going to get a spoiler. Mm -hmm. And so I went and like talked to my boss and they're like, yeah, you have to go. We had these uh, in the San Francisco office. We had these uh, capture bays um, where it was just, you know, a, a closed off room that had a door that like, you know, and so I had to like print out a thing basically being like, if you come in here, you're going to get spoiled because back then everybody knows them now. But back then, if you looked at somebody's screen and you saw the Blades of Chaos on his back, that was a huge spoiler and this like huge moment ruined for you. And so that, that was one of the only times I can remember ever doing that in that office, just basically being like, OK, I, I can't play this game in public anymore because you're going to yeah, get spoiled. What's so weird, because I've heard stories about this, Mark, uh, from other people. Uh, you actually still spoiled it for people because on that sign you actually said don't come in here blades of chaos in hand yeah you're going you, had you don't come the... in here you're going to see the blades of chaos yeah, and then like, people you, were like you, mark what are you doing <laughs> yeah i tried to scribble that. it out apparently but yeah. people could yeah. still see it said what's hey no yeah, what do exactly. mark well and i was oh. gonna i was gonna i was gonna print out a new sign but we were out of printer paper that day you, yeah. san francisco yeah. prices you know it's just you, it's, it's you all gotta do what you gotta do so yeah but yeah that was that was i don't know that's kind of what makes it kind of a special game is this thing where it's like yo this moment is so good that like i a, a whole office full of people i was like i cannot spoil it for you you need to be able to see this on your own because like it's just it's too good it's mm -hmm. a real special moment, yeah. Like, I, yeah. honestly, I would have hate to have been spoiled uh, on that. Like, it was, because I mean, like, especially if you're a longtime fan of the God of War franchise, it's just, yeah. like, all those memories just come rushing back. And it's just, it's just the fact that they connected it all. It's, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful moment. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you see Athena and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. it's super, super good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great So, moment. yeah, that, that date, you know, um, uh, April 20th, I mean, it holds a lot of significance, you know, to, you know, more than just the stoners uh gamers alike as well but it's 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 also more symbolic than than you all might think in relation to norway scandinavian history uh obviously god of war takes place in ancient scandinavia midgard uh little known fact though i'm gonna tell y'all little known fact norwegian vikings cultivated cannabis between the years of 650 and 800 a.d believe it or not yeah before they would pillage you know a small village uh, they'd sit around a campfire, you know, throw some hemp into said campfire, and then they'd forget why, you know, they were there in the first place, and then they'd just proceed to celebrate their victory with mead. After the weed, they just hit the mead. So, you know, to, to honor that exaggerated fact, uh, I think we all should just light one up and, and pour one out. <laughs> no, for, Akeem! For the, for the fifth anniversary of God of War, boys! Where's my... Oh, damn it, my... my, my I, I, it, it, it isn't on. Never mind. I was going to turn on my. Uh, I have a smoke machine here. It's all right. Well, Red, Red will add it. Add it in. Just, post. Add the, in the special effects. That's the great thing about podcast beyond you learn you get to like hang out with your PlayStation friends. You get a history lesson. This yeah. podcast has got it all. We, you believe that the everything. Vikings never actually pillaged. They were it's just got, they got it's got peer pressure. It's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, shout out to God of War uh, for celebrating five years. Yeah, definitely. Um, looking forward to what's next on the plate from Sony Santa Monica. Where is Kratos going next? Hopefully there's also some hemp. I... Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of other big franchises that go places, 
Star Wars Jedi Survivor is upon us. Oh, the, if you're watching the show, our review is live. You'll have to go and check it out to see what score we gave it. Because I'm not going to tell you here. I'm not going to scoop our review. Um, but 18. Our reviewer, <clears throat> 18. Yes, 18. 100%. There you go. An 18 out of 10. 18 out of 10. Uh, Dan Stapleton is going to love this podcast because that's how <laughs> numbers work. Um, <laughs> it. it <laughs> The big thing out of it, though, for those of us who are waiting to download it or who maybe I don't think preloads begun. It might have. The install size is massive for Star Mm -hmm. Wars Jedi Fallen Survivor. Um, Fallen Survivor. Just Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The Fallen Survivor. The Fallen Survivor. Cal Kestis is back. (laughs) Did he fall? Did he survive? He's fallen (laughs) many times. You'll have to play to find out. He's fallen many times. The thing is, though, as Jedi's. You always get back up as a Jedi. Always. Oh, okay. Jedi yeah, never say die. It's not um, how Revenge of the Sith <laughs> ended, but okay. <laughs> the install size on PS5 comes in at 147.577 gigs. That's Ooh. larger than Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, most of the Final Fantasy games, MMOs like Destiny. Well, I don't know if it, uh, Destiny 2 is kind of an MMO. It is mass multiplayer online, and it's a that means it's also a hundred gigs more than Fallen Order. That is that's that means it is like what is that a hundred percent more, two hundred percent more. Like, and that's 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 if we don't even know if there's there's supposed to be like a day one patch or something like that. It, yeah. it might be even bigger. It might have doubled and his, his powers have grown twice. His double they've doubled since they last met. <laughs> it's just it's it's massive. I mean I mean I'm hoping those extra game. hundred gigs at least gets us another hundred stormtroopers to slice through. But you know, who knows? <laughs> maybe. Who knows what that what where they're spending that hundred gigs at. You know, maybe it's that extra lightsaber that Cal's carrying around. Who knows? Yeah. Um, just too that's just too much memory i don't know i don't i'm not a fan of that i mean that's that's memory what like i think with our ps5s we get like 683 Mm -hmm. or something like that out of the the box after like all the system installs and stuff out of the one terabyte it starts with right yeah so yeah that's a quarter of your hard drive for star wars um which it looks fantastic it looks great it looks bigger it's expanded in almost every way from all of our previews and ign first that we've done on it it looks fantastic but I mean, that is still a lot of hard drive space. So, like, yeah. start uh, finishing games and deleting them off your hard drive now so that you're not having to do that while you're waiting um, on launch. Or buy a expansion SSD. They're, like, insanely cheap right now. That is true. Uh, but, you know, you know me, Mark. I play too many games. I have a two terabyte in there. That sucker's mm-hmm. full. That sucker is full as well. So, like, I'm, like, literally going through my hard drive looking for what I can delete. Um and See, yeah. this is why this is why I, I i i hate technology today i miss the old days of technology with the memory cards memory cards like I, I sound like a boomer right now i miss <laughs> memory cards you know remember back in my back in my day you know I, I you know the old days of playstation 2 where you could just like plug in like an eight megabyte memory card i, I used to love those days and you can also just like pop it out and you can transport it in in your video game case take it to your friend's house like these days you know given you know the many caveats and roadblocks that we seem to run in like especially with this upcoming game i i, I can't just do that anymore I'd, I'd have to either like you know have the game saved on an external hard drive transported to my friend's house have him sign out of his account me sign into his ps5 download the base game onto his console if he doesn't already have it installed and queue up my file save from there 
And all I want to do is just game. I mean, why, why, why did PlayStation take the memory card accessory away from us in the first place? Like for improved technology to advance in, in gaming, in, to, to advance in the gaming space? Do we need that? Do we, do we really need that? To give us more than a maximum of 128 megabytes? That was all I really needed. I was quite fine with that back in the 2000s. Now I got to have a freaking Seagate portable drive to expand my console's one terabyte memory space? What's all that damn space needed for? I was content with my 32 megabyte memory. Split screen co-op, remember those days? And looking at all the, those cute avatars you know, on the memory card screen, remember that? Y'all remember that, my favorite was Onimusha. Y'all remember Onimusha? What did Onimusha do in his memory card when you looked at him he, on the memory card? He was a whole ass polygonal man holding like some, he held like a, he had like a, a, a rocket launcher or something. If you don't know who, who Onimusha, what that game is, blame Capcom. They're way too busy remaking games with, with zombies than to be bothered with Samanosuke and his ancient samurai problems. Uh, but, but no, uh, the term memory card is so forgotten. I think folks probably think I'm talking about like something that plugs into a DSLR camera right now. Uh, I, I know this is a Which random rant. Is, is, that, is that what they're <laughs> I mean, Are DSLRs I mean, old too? Do, do, no, I'm, well, I mean, I'm using a, I'm looking at a DSLR right now. I only use it for this. Uh, I mean, am I, Am I going to be the person that has to say that memory cards only transferred your save files so they didn't actually transfer the games? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you encroach on my memory, all right? Don't mess with my memory banks here, Mark. What are you doing? This is what I remember. You're deleting memories from my brain now? I mean... (laughs) Akeem, Akeem, come on, come on, Akeem. Like, I mean, only got like external hard drives are basically memory cards. I don't miss old memory cards. I don't miss them. Like, they they were tiny. There was like it was eight megabytes. Or if you bought one of the off, but they were only for save files. What What is happening on this podcast right now? Why are we pretending that they housed entire games? They didn't. What is happening? (laughs) That said, I, I I will say even even Jedi Survivor, you would think okay. Okay. In Akeem's world, um, you know, back when everything was black and white, the entire world was, um, as before color was invented, he had his memory <laughs> card. He could just take a game in a case and do that. You, you actually can't even do that. If you had a memory card for your PS5, you still couldn't do that for Jedi Survivor because if you buy the physical game, it still has to download it because it's too big to fit on the CD. So they've already said, like, yeah, you'll put it in, but, like, it still has to download like you yeah. don't get to just play because the game is just too big. Yeah. So you're telling me and my friends would have to wait like like a day for this to download on his PS5? You're, yes, if you're going to be he's, you're going to yes. be doing some waiting for this game. If you're if you're if your friend lives out in the countryside and he's got yeah. like dial up still, yes, you're probably going to be waiting <laughs> about a day Akeem to to boot up and play uh Survivor. It's, it's gonna... Every one of Akeem's friends is that is that picture of that giant field next to that ocean, the giant cliff. And if you zoom in, there's that tiny house, and everyone's like, "This is where I want to live." That's that's where all of Akeem's friends live, and they 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 don't with get their internet. fancy PS5 with their fancy <laughs> PS5, PS5. the most expensive thing in their house. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they though. built themselves. I'll tell you what, though. I do miss some of the animations in the old school memory cards. When you'd go and yes. look at your save yeah. files, they had some really cool animations. Uh, you know, had like the Dynasty Warriors, one of the characters would be there, and he's just kind of like doing a little 
I guess mm-hmm. basically it's like a looped animation or what? Yeah, they and they so- all had like little chibi forms, and they would all like, and you 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 would see you'd go to your PS2 memory card, and you'd just see them all just kind of like pop up, and they'd be like. Doo, 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 I'm not gonna lie. You're like, I, oh, I, I would spend some time just looking at the animations periodically. Like, I would why just does be like, fantasy? Oh, why does Fantasy pop? Star Online take a whole page of blocks? What is happening <laughs> yeah, right now? <laughs> so ridiculous. See, Mark, even you miss those days. See. <laughs> uh, if 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 you wanna so on, on the DS games did get saved and they took memory blocks maybe you're just confusing that with this. <laughs> Look, you, you're still you're still poking holes in my memory. I don't like that, Mark. Quit poking <laughs> holes in my memory here, okay? Jeez, poking holes in my memory like like the clouds are poking holes with the rain's poking holes in the in the in the clouds over there yeah i'm also just noticing that my light went out but oh well i don't care it's okay the, the you still less, look good you still the, look good. the less the audience sees of you the better mark i was talking about my backlight you assholes what the hell the front lights are still working god man the chaos we bring when me and Mark are on a podcast together. Add it, I love add you, it to the I podcast. Bullying. It's the podcast has got it all. I love you guys. Oh my goodness. Is this the part where I'm supposed to talk about Jedi Survivor? I've actually played the video game. Yeah, you played a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you know Survivor. If you like the first one, you'll like this one. I, I don't know what show. else That's to Mark's say. Opinion, like it's know. it's it, it has. So what the, this game does one really cool thing, which is like it doesn't do that like Cal Kestis has amnesia type thing. All of your like upgrades and stuff you from you had for, that you had from the first one, like you know the faster climbing, double jump, all that stuff. Like those are all still there. You can still throw your lightsaber, all that. Um, this one has just like more things, right? Where you can. Uh, as you can see on the screen, but for the listeners, you know, you have stances in this game. So you have your single lightsaber and then you have your dual like Darth Maul and then you have dual wielding lightsabers. Uh, you can only have two stances installed at a time. You have to go to the the like, what are they called? The bonfires. The meditation to, uh, points. <laughs> yeah, to uh, to change your stance. Um, but yeah, they did add some things in this game. Like uh, one of the first planets you go to is called Koba or Koba, I don't know. Uh, and there's like, you can get like a mount there. And because the 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 world, that place is so big. Uh, and all the mount does is like help you get from like one point to another faster. So like, it's not necessary, but it's like, they did add some stuff. But for the most part, if you liked the first game, you're going to like this game a lot. Uh, the only caveat I'm going to give this game is, yes, it's pretty. It's huge. The file size is enormous. Uh, we do touch on this in our review. And I'm going to also say that, like, you know, day one patches are a thing. The performance for this game on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X is is. I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give that a thumbs down. The performance wow. is mm. not good. Um it's it's incredibly framey if you're playing in the performance mode, especially in the big areas like Koba and all that stuff. If you're like, playing in performance mode, it's framey, or the resolution. If you're playing mode? in performance mode, it is incredibly framey. You're never Weird. hitting sixty, almost ever. Like you go inside a building and you're like, "Whoa, I'm, I I did it! I'm at sixty frames per second. The second you leave that building, you're you're done. You can lock it, of course, to quality mode, which is supposed to be like a locked 30 FPS. But, you know, my brain nowadays is just like so broken. To me, 30 FPS feels like 20 FPS. Like it feels incredibly choppy. And then it has that because it's V-Sync is being enabled. It comes with a little bit of input lag, which we also talk about in our review, which is, yeah, if you're playing in performance mode, or not performance mode, in, uh, in the quality, quality mode, yeah, there's going to be 
a uh, little bit of input lag because because you're now enabling vsync which in a game where depending on your difficulty settings has parry timing and all that stuff it, it makes it something you have to get used to performance makes the combat a little bit smoother you get less input lag but it is framey as all hell um yeah there's supposed to be a day one patch so right. this this whole thing is could be irrelevant but if history tells us anything when a game when we get a game that's gone through cert and it's got a lot of performance issues a day one patch isn't this like miracle cure that's going to yeah. fix everything and by the time this comes out to release this is just gonna be this like perfect game i think this game's got a road ahead of it as far as performance goes just like the first one did um and i'm sure that applies to maybe five percent of the people that are playing 95 percent of the people are just going to play this game they're just gonna love every minute of it so that's great nice. but yeah how are you how are you liking the uh like the new enemy diversity is i could i mean the trailers have shown us a lot of new enemies we're fighting but how are those how are those kind of yeah. stacking up i don't want to say too much obviously but uh there there are some bigger enemies some legendary enemies that are really really tough in this game even when you're playing on normal um yeah there's a lot more droids in this game but for the most part I wouldn't say I've reached a point where I'm like, whoa, this is like super different than the first game. Um, that said, I've only played, I don't know, I want to say like maybe eight hours because uh, I'm balancing this with my wife's birthday weekend and with Burning Shores. So, <laughs> no, for um, sure. But yeah, at the at the beginning of this podcast, I said, you know, I played, I'm playing two games. One that is just like this, this like game that runs beautifully and shows off mm -hmm. what the ps5 can do and it, it's tough i think that's another reason why i'm feeling a little weird is that burning shores which is ps5 only is just like man you boot it up and it's just beautiful and the and frame runs, rate is perform just yeah it is mm. just like perfect and and then you switch over to jedi and you're just like oh it's so it's so choppy and like you know it's it's tough but uh uh hopefully people um Hopefully people are getting a better version than we did. We we touch on it in our review, but it, it is it, that's the problem with working in this industry, right? Is it's really hard to get on a, a podcast or write in a review. This game runs like garbage. For one, it doesn't run like garbage. For two, we may be experiencing something that you may not be experiencing. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, day one patches aren't magical cure-all solutions. They yep. will fix some things um, mm -hmm. that may cascade and fix other things, but chances are there will still be a few things. So just uh, yeah. be prepared for that with, uh, you know, Fallen Survivor. Oh, God, why do I keep adding Fallen in there? Jedi That's, just what, the That's just, what the third know, game's going to be called. You're spoiling fallen, it right I'm now. I'm spoiling it. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's going to be Fallen Order next uh, is what the other one's going to be. Fallen Order Surviving. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you dropped my order. Survivor's orders falling. Um, <laughs> That's what the first game was called. <laughs> falling. <laughs> falling, survi falling surviving orders. There we go. Yes. Just gonna, yes. There we go. Know, no creativity. Survivor's order fallen. Um, we're just about out of time, but a couple things I do want to touch on real quick. Uh, we obviously had a Street Fighter Six showcase. I'm super hyped for it. They launched the demo, which has the world tour. You get a small taste of it. Um, you also get to play some offline battles. You're only you're only able to play as luke or ryu right now or ryu however you want to pronounce it um 
I'm really enjoying the demo. Just kind of beating up on the computers uh, as well as my partner because uh, we just love to go throw hands in our household. That's just the way we do it with Street Fighter. Um, speaking but- of speaking of 420, that that stream was on 420 and it was hosted by Little Wayne. So it, yeah, it was a, couldn't, uh, couldn't have been better. <laughs> Did he know where he was? Oh no. my gosh. Okay, you guys want to hear a funnier story? I I got a sorry, Jada. I'm so go sorry. Okay, so I've actually met Lil Wayne, and uh, yeah, it's great. So I go in to interview him for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, another like uh, uh, you know another game he had like a partnership with, and I, I walk in. The interview is at eleven, and they're like, "Okay, so he's here, but he may not. He may not. He may not Be come here. out right away. He may. He may not." <laughs> come out for like an hour or two and i'm like an hour or two the interview's in like 20 minutes and they're like well if you can tell he just lit up and we have we have no control and you could tell i'm t- i promise you you could tell and they're like and we have you know when you're little wayne everybody works for you right yeah. and so like you walk in and they're just like he he'll come out when he comes out and uh to my surprise he came out and like he was like 10 minutes late to the interview which was fine okay blazed all to hell in that interview it was the (laughs) it was the most fun i've ever had interviewing a person it was great because all we did was came up we come up with uh we came up with uh fire teams using famous wayne's so like wayne brady and stuff like that he was really into it it was great (laughs) that's great (laughs) it also helped that he was just incredibly high (laughs) there's there's footage there's footage online for us to find right because i oh absolutely go to ign and just type lil wayne and and you'll see me interviewing him those it's really great those are really fun (laughs) interviews because he's just like he doesn't even know who i am it's awesome awesome (laughs) definitely go check it out um uh, other stuff with the Street Fighter, we we saw the Street the Year One Pass, which is going to have Aki, um, Rashid, Akuma, and Ed are going to be comprised of the first four characters, uh, the four characters in the Season One Pass. Um, so we've got some more characters already on the on the uh, the horizon for us. I'm just going to throw that in there as well. Um, we have we got announced that Humanity, the PSVR two game that looks just completely bonkers, is going to be joining the PS Plus catalog on May sixteenth, which is great. Um, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster launch is out, uh, and mm-hmm. people are playing it now. I am loving it. I just finished Final Fantasy one with my platinum over the weekend, so I'll be starting two this weekend. Dude, can I just say it is so expensive? I it was like, oh, I'll pay like twenty yes. or thirty bucks for like the whole package. No, no. they're like twenty dollars a piece. Yeah, it's pricey. That's ridiculous. It's I'm just severe, gonna, yes. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say like that is insanely yes. expensive for old games. <laughs> yep. Uh, other little things, we got uh, one more Diablo Four final beta that's dropping next month uh, from May twelfth to fourteenth. I know me and yeah. Mark are very excited about that. Akeem, I don't know if you mm-hmm. played any of the Diablo betas. No, no, I haven't yet. Definitely no. check this one out. I think you'll like it. Um, this one will be good because they've they've they're doing all the character like changes. Yep. Like Necromancer was incredibly OP in the other betas, and yep. the Druid was incredibly underpowered. Uh, the, so they've gone through and made a lot of changes, and those changes will be implemented. So this is as close to the final game as you're probably gonna, gonna get, get. which yep. makes sense because it comes out like two weeks before the game comes out. So yep, yeah, it's great. Um, and yeah, and there's bunch of unlockables and stuff you can get for the full version if you do certain things like killing the uh the world boss at level 20 in this upcoming yeah. beta which is a lower limit than we got in the previous betas but whatever yeah um, I think it was 25 it was 25 in the previous ones so mm-hmm. but 
Uh, that's all the news we got. Obviously, Sony's at CinemaCon, but there'll be a bunch of news. You can check IGN for that about Craven and Gran Turismo and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. All that stuff's on IGN.com. Go and check that out. Uh, thank you, Mark, for joining me and Akeem for our uh, weekly The Best Podcast in the World uh, mm-hmm. that covers PlayStation stuff, at least. Um, thank you for joining us and sharing your yeah, great stories. Play- yeah, and playing along, man. It was a, I know, you know, it got a little bit goofy for you, Mark, but uh, hopefully, you know, it wasn't too goofy for you. Well, the only thing that was missing was, uh, so I watched Hello Tomorrow on Apple TV+. Plus. That show is really good, especially if you like Fallout. I, that's that's right. all we I'm going to say, because I know forget, we're pressed we did, for time. We did forget our <laughs> Apple TV stuff. Uh, Apple I TV+, watch... Plus. the show yes. is called Hello Tomorrow. It's really good. Go watch great. it. Go watch it. Go watch it. Awesome. Well, and that, that's all the time we've got today. So thank you, everybody. And beyond. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.